0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wild Shots, your home for everything animals. I'm Ryan. That over there is Maria and her faithful companion, Pepita, a.k.a. star (laughs) of the show, if you ask her. Uh, (laughs) What's going on with Peeps today? Is she being a little fussy? She's being
1: a little fussy today. I think uh, she requires more engagement. We usually go for long walks in the morning and then around... 5 p.m., we go for another nice long outing or at least a neighborhood kind of roaming without a leash, like a walk next to her.
0: Okay. And today was a
1: really short one, so she's a little annoyed that okay. she hasn't had
0: her uh, interactions, but we'll pay you later. Okay. So we, we we pulled peeps up because today the videos are going to be all about that, that animal-human bond, but specifically dogs. So that dog human bond as far as uh, people having a good time, the extent some people go with their animals, how to build that bond. Um, There's going to be some fun stuff in the video today. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Hopefully you guys enjoy it a ton. Um, Mar, how long, and you guys out there too, actually, I'll ask you and then we'll let Maria answer it. How long do you have to be gone to get one of those like dog welcomes that everybody loves? Like that just when you come home and they act like they haven't seen you for like a year and a half. Um, and it's probably different by breed. Um, but what do you think?
1: Well, it's interesting because as you said, each dog is very different. Uh, with Pepita, you can be gone for an hour or five hours and she still greets you. Um, she greets you better if she knows you're gonna pay her. Like, okay. you've been gone, so you have to pay me. For her, everything goes around being paid, which is absolutely horrendous, but that's just the way that, unfortunately, her and I um, kind of connect is through okay. through uh, payments and stuff like that. But um, they say that they can measure time, that dogs can measure time based on your um, things like like that you do often. Like, they kind of start guessing you should be arriving soon because you always do it. Every Tuesday, X happens. You've been gone okay. for a while. So they, they start kind of predicting your schedule,
0: okay. which is very
1: cool. But other people say that you can be gone for five hours or five minutes and they they still greet you very kindly, warmly.
0: I Well, I'm talking about like that, like, oh my God, where have you been? I thought you got lost and I'd never see you again. You know, like that high energy, like We've all seen the videos of like the soldiers coming back and then the airport, and it's just like, oh my God, where have you been? And you, just, that overwhelming, super But that's the thing. Like
1: because there are times moment. where, there are times when my mom is gone. Pepita loves my mom. And there are times where my mom is gone for six months. They haven't seen each other for six months and she barely greets her. Okay. But, but uh, if she sees my mom, then every day, then she will greet her before she'll greet us.
0: Okay.
1: It's like she warms up to it again. So. I...
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's also chihuahuas have a certain temperament. Um, and as I'm kind of quickly scanning the videos that we're gonna get to see today, you're right. There are no chihuahuas in any of
1: these. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you get
0: to see. Look at her. How she looks. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay so dramatic. So dramatic Sorry if
1: I look god-awful, but I'm trying to involve her here. So,
0: I think that's the other interesting point, though, and we'll talk about it a little bit as we kind of go through the, the clips and some of the videos and stuff, is there's a lot of tricks and tools and stuff you can use to build that bond with your dog. Um, and some dogs, and one of the biggest points I think a lot of trainers make is you have to know your dog and understand your dog. <clears throat> and just like kids, you can't fight who they are. I know Maria would love for Pepita to be much more of a cuddler than she is, but she's not. And Maria doesn't, like, try to strangle her or make her cuddle or do those things that she knows she's not into. Strangle her. Please let me love you. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, But you're
1: right. Um, Different animals, different likings. Like, I didn't realize after I had Pepita for eight years, which if you know anything about stories I've told perhaps in the past, about pepitas and eight years. She was eight for like three years. Yes. So for about eight years, I didn't realize that she likes being scratched under where the collar is. Because, you know, she always has a collar and a flea collar and just all kinds of things. So I never scratch her right there. And that's actually like her absolute favorite spot. (laughs) But I didn't know for the longest time until a friend of mine was petting her and he was being really rough. So he was lifting the collar. Mm -hmm. as he was petting her and she was in absolute heaven and Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh you're being so rough to her and she loved it yeah
0: it's just that spot like you said it's underneath her collar. i found my neighbor's dog spot today he came up after a long walk and i was petting him and it's like most dogs it's kind of their chest behind their ears or one of their back like back legs on the side uh for him it's like a back leg but it's almost up by like his spine like in between his spine and like his leg there's a little spot in the middle uh-huh. Um, so that was, that was his spot. But it's always fun. I love doing that with dogs. They're trying to find that one spot that makes the leg go. And then my neighbor was calling it a guitar. I don't know if that, yeah. So he's like, oh, that's like a guitar. Because, you know, they start pumping their leg and it looks like.
1: Like a bicycle. Um, or I guess a
0: guitar. Yeah. For a while there, before you got her collar spot, she was looking like that chihuahua I like. You got the two chihuahuas oh, in the yeah. car, and then the white one comes up like. ah, Like right there, she's about
1: to collapse.
0: Yes, yes. No, uh,
1: you don't want to collapse.
0: She's good. She's good. She's like, she's okay. She's being no. really good.
1: Like, honestly, she's being really good. And mm-hmm. she usually is. Uh, she tells me when she doesn't like something. And, oh. and, and again, body language is so important because even though there is a general body language, there's a general movement of the tail. Uh, some scientists have even deciphered that if the tail moves more to one side than the other, they're expressing anxiety or joy, depending mm-hmm. on how like the tail, if they're moving in more like one side than the other, even though they, it looks like they're moving the same way, but. Yeah. If that makes any sense. We
0: have emotions on one side or the other, which is the opposite side of your body. So that would make sense. I never heard that before. So
1: they they talked about if if it's one way or the other, then they're expressing different emotions of the same level of anxiety, like happy anxiety, like joyful, excited, like my heart is pumping or Mm -hmm. negative anxiety. I know anxiety doesn't have a positive or negative, but I'm trying to equalize it to, to that energy or that excitement. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's one thing that you can learn. So as you learn about your dog and the more you you explore different situations, you get to see what um, makes them activate positively or makes yeah. them activate negatively. Mm-hmm. And it is just so much fun because also as they get older, they change or like she has gotten... For some things she has gotten less feisty and for others she has gotten really, really, really feisty. I'm putting her down. Mm-hmm. And well, we gotta pay.
0: <laughs> well, as we are I right know now,
1: training like, says that payment is you shouldn't be paying all the time, but um her and I got into this dynamic. So
0: once they get older and adorable, there's just not much you can do. You just you gotta roll with it at a certain point. Um but kinda back to my original question, the reason I posed it to everybody was I found this video of this dog who greets its owner that it hasn't seen in a while. I was surprised to get this level of like excitement for what turns out to be only 21 days of having not seen her owner. But she literally, i like, I get this if I'm gone for like two months. I don't know about three weeks, but. <laughs> I actually
1: have seen this video and what they've said is the dog was lost.
0: Oh, okay. okay. So they
1: reunited. So this oh. story, according to what I read, it could not be. I mean, perhaps it's not right, but I, I think it is based based on that. Is that the dog was lost and they found him and microchipped? They found oh. the owner. Okay. So that's why. That's why that reunion was. I love that
0: jump, that jump and then that claw all the way up to almost her face. Basically, I love that. I didn't think mm-hmm.
1: that's awesome. Yeah, I think. I think. That's the beautiful thing about animals is their emotions are so raw mm-hmm. that if you use it for the for the betterment, then you're gonna build a stronger, happier dog and you will be happier too. So working yeah. with them every day and really taking time to spend time with them and getting to know them is just as delightful as getting to know your best friend. Yeah. Because they, be, they are your best friend. They'll become mm-hmm. your best friend.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly, and the cool thing about that that animal, that dog, human bond is depending on who enters the house first. It either starts with the dog as a puppy, or the baby coming into the family. Oh, yeah! Look, Look, Look at that! Like that. Now I keep you warm too. I give you a blanket and I keep you warm.
1: <laughs> the funny thing would be if the dog actually always does that with a pillow and then rests on top of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want you to be warm, but I also want to be comfortable and you're a little chubby bony at this point. You got that baby fat all over you, but some pointy elbows. So I'm going to I'm going to use this pillow and it will accomplish the same thing. We're both happy.
1: (laughs) The beautiful part is the owner's trust in their dog. Like, honestly, that is so beautiful. And you can tell, you know, it was fine. Everybody was happy. It was just so beautiful. It was so heartwarming to see that.
0: But it's a tiny, tiny dog. dog too. Like it's, it's, it's a tiny very, dog, yes. Yeah. So that helps size-wise.
1: Yes, because otherwise that weight of the body, not necessarily a good thing. But no, they're usually
0: gentle. I mean, I've seen like they, like we've talked about before. I mean, pit bulls used to be called babysitter dogs. Like that was they get such a bad rap. But for their big size, they realize how big they are and how gentle they need to be. So um, and
1: animals do that supposedly. Most supposedly. Uh, all animals are more careful with the young just because they know the fragility. And dogs have that in their brain as well to be more gentle with smaller mm-hmm. critters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't always express themselves properly. Like when there is a cat and a dog and, and the dog wants to do this to the cat. And that doesn't really work so well because the cat misinterprets that. Again, body language. So will mm-hmm. misinterpret that. To be an aggressive behavior when in reality is curiosity or do you want to play with me because you see puppies they do that to call attention and play with me but for cats that is oppressive and aggressive
0: mm-hmm. and we've talked about this with before with peeps is as you get to know your dog really well you can tell like peeps has a, like a curious question paw and then like a, a concerned paw depending yes, on what does. side she's picking up so it It does get that minute. Um, I found a really cool animated GIF that has uh, just general, like, dog moods. Um, It's got just mini animation, but there's different categories of... um, Let me see here. So they've got happy, worried, and very stressed, um, and some of the mannerisms. We're going to post this uh, along with our social posts, community posts for the show, guys. So you can find it at uh, YouTube in the community posts. Uh, you can also go over to Patreon. It's in the free section. You guys don't have to sign up for anything. For, our- uh,
1: for that post, you're going to find it on on Patreon. I'm not okay. going to put it
0: on YouTube. Oh, we can't put that on YouTube? Okay. Okay. Um, so then go over to Patreon and you'll find it over there. And that's where all of our discussions for the show are. So when we bring up these questions at the beginning of the show, like how long do you have to be gone to get that kind of welcome, like we saw in the first clip from your dog specifically? Um, we will start those discussions over there and everybody can chat it out. Normally, what's that?
1: Never. With Pepita, never. Oh. I don't think
0: I've ever <laughs> seen her.
1: I've never seen her that excited ever. Have I ever.
0: Gotcha. So well, everyone's in a while. Well,
1: she does mine, but.
0: Okay. Um, so all the posts will always be Patreon. Um, Again, free section. Most of the posts will be on YouTube and Facebook. They are a little picky about some of the stuff we put up there. Exactly. uh, Why we can't put up certain things. But in general, we like to, you guys go wherever you want to go to have some of these conversations and continue on from the show or the questions we ask you. So normally Facebook, YouTube, and Patreon, you'll find all of these social posts, community questions. Um, But we'll post that over there. And then again, we'd love to hear about your guys' experiences of I just love hearing those stories about I came home after XYZ and this is the greeting. I don't know. I hate to be gone from my dogs that long to where that greeting takes place. But man, when I get it, it's just like, okay, this is, this is the bond we've built up. This is the time we have spent. I mean, there's just no, I'm sure if you have kids, they'll run up and, and, you know, daddy, mommy and, and run and give you a big hug if they haven't seen you for a while. But I don't know. There's just something about a dog and the hugs and the licks and the tails and the energy and the all to the point where you're like okay I've had enough but then you're just yeah. like okay we'll do some more.
1: <laughs> that is so adorable when you see dogs uh, in videos of the military personnel arriving. Uh-huh. And They film it. Oh my gosh, it's just so precious because the animals do get so excited. Yes. It's just super. I mean, it's not just only dogs. Cats too. Not always are cats. Um are involved because they're they don't show as much emotion and affection by the way she's throwing a little fit
0: yes that's a fit that is a pepita it's fit. a
1: fit it's not as she's choking because again yeah. with your animal you get to hear them really well just like if you have children you're like yeah that's a fake cry or yeah. this and that she knows i have a piece of chicken again yeah. if you're getting advice from me to tell you what to do you can clearly tell i didn't train her but again Depends on what you want your dog to to do or what you, you know, what well, kind of bond you want with your dog.
0: We've compiled some good uh, tips and strategies uh, for helping build that bond that we're going to kind of pepper in through the show. So Maria's advice from here forward won't be stuff that she's necessarily done or applied to Pepita. They're just general um, rules and ideas of things, one of which is to actually take time with your dog Not on the walk, not while you're on your phone. I actually take a half an hour every day and and connect with them and spend time with them. Throw the ball, whatever it is you're doing, make sure it's it's between you and them. Not I'm throwing a ball or I'm on the phone or I'm taking a walk, but if you're taking a walk and it's interactive and you guys have games or spots, I mean, you know what we mean, guys. It's all about them for a half hour. So if it's about them, it's about your connection with them. Um, If you do that for a half hour a day, Your relationship and every other part of your life, I I mean, it's like a relationship. A happy dog is a happy life. So if you take that time to build and connect like that, life is just so much easier and better all around. Plus we have dogs because we want to do these things for them. So it's not like we have to go out of our way to do it. We just have to remember to do it. And not only that,
1: and not only that, but psychologically, we're not doing it just for them. What we get back is we disconnect for thirty minutes from the phone, which mm-hmm. means we allow our, like our whole body and our being, to focus on something else, and therefore it's amazing how much you start noticing when you disconnect from your phone for a little bit. Even just going for a walk, I'm usually talking on the phone mm-hmm. when I go for a walk. I'm calling my mom, my sister, and I'm having a blast, but I'm not paying attention to Pepita as much. Yeah. So when I hang up and I don't have a conversation with anyone, it's a lot of fun to see her where she stops, who she greets. Um, Today on the walk, speaking of greeting, um, I encounter a couple with their dog and the lady said, I am so glad you're here because Chai has been wanting to greet someone and there has been no one to greet. So thank you for stopping.
0: Anyone, please.
1: <laughs> she's like, thank you for stopping to say hi. Thank nice. you for stopping to allow her to come and jump on you. Like, she's a small dog, but she okay. still jump on me. And I don't mind that at all. It doesn't bother me. And uh, Pepita was like her beautiful self. Like, whatever, if you come to me and say hi, fine.
0: <laughs> but
1: it's just the lady's face and her excitement that somebody said hi to her.
0: Yeah, Of course. It was so
1: adorable. It was so adorable.
0: Of course. Um, So our next clip is heartwarming, but a little heartbreaking. But more warming than anything else. So it's generally positive, but just I wanted to uh, give you a little precursor warning to this. Um, Because basically... So this dog's owner, unfortunately, has gotten into an accident and I know if neighbors are related to them, but they're trying to hold the dog back so the paramedics can do what they need to do.
1: And look at the owner moving a hand, like, it's okay.
0: Yeah. I love that he takes the time and the effort and yeah. And the neighbors are good and they give them a moment and they give them the time. But just how protective. And that's
1: what the animal needs. The animal needs just a moment. Uh, oh, look how interesting how they're covering his eye with the cap. Do you see that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. It's, if you see it, he's got it in his hand. I think it's some uh, at the beginning of the video. Uh, the yes, guy. I
1: saw that. So he puts the cap where the hole, or, you know, yeah, to they're
0: the trying to kind of rein him back a little bit in a kind way. You could see the lady in the, the blue shirt's hole. The
1: lady has it. A... Yeah. I'm glad that they allowed the dog to look. Oh my gosh!
0: Good about it too.
1: It's beautiful, like that. As heartbreaking as it is to see someone into an accident, it is beautiful that the man took a moment to to care for his dog, and that everybody took a moment also. Because when people are in rescue and things like that, the last thing you want is to worry about everyone else. You're worrying about the person who's injured. Yeah. So it was very nice of everyone to wait for just a minute to allow that moment to happen and for the dog to realize everything is okay.
0: Yeah, and it was a nice calm energy with everybody. Like he was already on the board, his neck was stabilized, everything was on. I didn't really know how to preface that because it's heartwarming that the dog cares that much, but then you can't call that heartwarming when somebody's hurt. So I had a little but problem there are
1: stories, there, there was a story about a uh, a guy who got into a car accident and the dog waited for him at the uh, gate or at the entrance of the hospital. Yeah. And people yes. found out. And this is one of those countries that don't necessarily take the animals away right away. Yeah. So they didn't put him on the pound or anything like that. So as soon as the doctors found out, they were feeding the dog. And then when the guy came out. Gotcha. He was fine. But I also have a really sad story. Okay. I many many years ago I used to um, my host family had a, a giant schnauzer okay so I felt really okay going hiking in the forest with the giant schnauzer just her and I I felt really safe I mean that was a huge dog okay. and uh, I made I made, met met an older gentleman a, a Chinese older gentleman who used to walk an older dog and a younger dog. And, um, oh, no, just the older dog. He used to walk the older dog. And then I didn't see him for like a week. Because I used to see him every day. We used to say hi, chat for a minute, and then keep going. Well, he told me that he had to go to the hospital. Okay. Nobody knew that he had a dog. The old dog didn't make it.
0: Oh, man. So this is another one of those uh this is exactly a psa moment guys you you need to have if you've got like a a bracelet or anything with a medical condition that's a good place to put i have a dog at home or Or in your wallet in your wallet um put something somewhere that people are going to find just go hey if i have no identification these are things that people need to know they're not things that we think about there's things we definitely care about once we hear about it but that's again We asked a question a few uh, podcasts back about vets and we asked them for their opinions and for things that they would tell somebody if they had a top, you know, three, four or five things that most people don't realize list. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that conversation growing and growing and growing over the next weeks, months, years. Um, But again, that would be one of those things. Have something on you that tells everybody that you have an animal at home that way yeah they actually
1: do have stickers that you can put on your house but again that's only on your house yeah i have uh fire rescue there are two dogs five blah 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 however critter how many critters or kinds of critters you have so that they know what to look for
0: exactly so if there's a fire at your house they know they're looking for three dogs that need to come out they're not a firefighter isn't risking their life going in wondering if there's more animals they need to help so that's beneficial on both sides but again guys you Hopefully nothing ever, ever happens to you in life, but on the off chance that something does have something in your wallet, if you have a medical bracelet, if you have, I mean, human beings aren't chipped, unfortunately. So it's not like they can scan the back of your neck and then get all this information they need. Um, Exactly.
1: And it's not like our um, IDs have any info either. You can't put a sticker saying I have a dog at home. You know what I mean?
0: You could. They've got blank stickers. That might not be a bad place. Slap it on the back of there and just write dog at home.
1: That's what I was thinking when I came up with that, like, when yeah. I said that, like, I don't know if that's, if you can do that or not.
0: Yeah, you can do that. As long as the scan isn't covered that way that they, they can still utilize it for that. That's purpose. what I
1: would. Yeah. Where they put change of address, just put their dog at home.
0: Yeah. depend. I mean, there's a lot of different places where you can just take a blank sticker and stick it to the back below the, uh, the strip line and then write mm-hmm. dog and cat at home, no caretaker or mm-hmm. something. Unfortunately, I hate to say this, but you could write dog and cat at home and somebody might not think that that means anything. Um, so you need Good to write point. no caretaker, please help, feed them, tell Nate and, and then call. leave the neighbor's phone number. Um, or even, some,
1: yeah, exactly. Put yeah. the neighbor's phone number. Some things that people know, like Pepita's microchip, she has... Michigan numbers, so if we're in Michigan, she has Ohio, if she's in Ohio, if Texas, if she's in Texas, Columbia, if she's in Colombia, different cities within Columbia and the U.S. So if yeah. somebody scans her and opens her files, there's a picture of her, it doesn't need to be updated. I mean, she looks the same way, a little older from when the moment I adopted her or the picture was taken, but it has every phone number, which city, which country, uh, area codes. Because like when I go to Columbia, I change her uh, color for one that has the numbers. Yeah, the country. When I'm in the U.S., I have the numbers in the U.S. Because uh, 616 or a 313 could be an area code from here. They're not going to know that's Florida or that's Michigan or whatever.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. So guys, that's something to think about and come up with a plan. Obviously, that's... Um, so as sad as story is at least a good, uh, lesson, um, comes from it, but we were talking about needing to spend like that half hour with your dog to build, um, that bond. Um, and you can do it whichever way you want. Everyone's got their own style, everybody, but as long as you kind of portion out that bonding time, this guy decided that he wanted to hang out with his dog on the couch and just chill. And that was their time together. I was just going to say that because Pepita, her dad, do that. Like she yells at him to go sit down on the couch. The problem with this guy is he also really liked being outside on the water. So he decided (laughs) to do both. He just brought (laughs) (laughs) him and his dog can hang out and bond while they're getting their time in. This is their... uh...
1: (laughs) And he's motorized. Do you notice that? That thing is motorized because I don't see anybody pulling it. So...
0: Out from the front, so he's got a motor on the back of possibly it's either attached to the boards or attached to the couch.
1: <laughs> By the way, that looks like a has- hazard. <laughs>
0: possibly, possibly, but but I like that. That was their couch bonding time. Personally, I think that's that's not a bad way to go. That's
1: a that's a, one of the cutest things about Pepita is she loves couch time. Mm-hmm. So she will boss my mom as soon as my mom wakes up, she will boss her around to make her sit down for petting time. Like mm-hmm. she needs petting time. Mm-hmm. So same thing if we're watching TV, she only wants to sit with her dad, not me, even though I'm the one who likes to cuddle. Oh, no, 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 She likes to sit with him and she likes to just have him pet her right here mm-hmm. and do- so he knows, and she falls asleep and that's that's what she likes to do. That's her evening.
0: okay. Um, You had compiled a little bit of a list, Mar. What are some other tips that you have for everybody as far as building that bond, other than spending that half hour together and watching body language and paying attention? So,
1: something interesting is, set your dog to be successful. And that sounds weird. Like, what do you mean be successful? Well, you can teach your dog as many tricks and things like that, but it doesn't mean they're gonna learn them. So breaking the tricks down will be so beneficial to them because those little successes will make them feel good. Mm -hmm. So they feel like they're achieving something. They get excited about it. So you build up on a trick. So they first sit down, then they cross the street. So you, you know, that's a little success. That sounds weird, but even little tiny things like that. And they're too conflicting. Um, theories of there are actually several theories that that conflict on one another depending on if you like to be the alpha so maybe a little bit more of the raw aggressive wolf-like behavior or more of a guide so there are different ways neither one is good or bad it just depends on how you apply it Mm -hmm. so as long as if you need to be tough with your dog you apply it with with fairness if that makes any sense uh prevent them from failing so they actually feel like they're being rewarded when they're doing something right so basically reward a positive behavior and build up little by little different things so that they feel like they're being really really su- successful really helps a ton for them to to be happier and better
0: so basically i think the overarching of that the way that fits into building that bond is most people don't realize that when you're training your dog you're actually bonding with your dog. You're doing an activity together. You're paying attention to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also you can then utilize that training. Most people don't realize, you know that you're trying to get them to do something you want them to do. So it feels like you're doing it for you. They don't see it that way. They see it as you guys spending time together and accomplishing things or playing games. So because we may know what we're doing it for, remember that is a form of building that bond because that's that half hour of time we were talking about where it's just you and them and you're accomplishing things. And a lot of things that people don't realize is, yeah, it's fun to get your dog to sit and roll over and do some of these tricks. And I know Maria has done a video about this before in the past on uh, her other channel, but those behaviors as you train your dog they're not just fun tricks. If a dog, if you can teach a dog, no matter how high, strong or how much anxiety they have to sit on command, that's a safety thing. Cause if they're about to cross the street and there's traffic or there's another dog, if you've built that control and you can go sit and they sit, whatever your hand motion is for that, that's safety for them. So you get the bonding yes. time and you get tricks. That's cool. That's fun. But most things lay down is the same thing they have to stop to lay down so there, a lot of these tricks are actually safety mechanisms if you think about it and I know in Maria's other video she talked about that a bit about how you can utilize some of these fun tricks as safety things uh, with your dog but the bonding aspect of that is you're spending that half hour together you're spending that time to learn that trick they get to accomplish things they get rewarded to them, that's that's bonding time. You're trying to do it for a purpose, but to them, that's just hanging out. And that's what that's they true. want.
1: Exactly, so. and the best thing is, depending on the, the animal, you also have different energy levels. Mm-hmm. So a Chihuahua, she is, I think Chihuahuas are a very special case because they have a very large brain for their body size, but mm-hmm. people consider them not a very smart dog. And I actually think they're very smart. And this is why okay. they take forever to learn which means if you keep paying them
0: they'll end up training you it's like that comic i was talking about where the old dog was telling the young dog learn slow you get more treats
1: <laughs> yeah you were talking about that in the, in another episode
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. And you
1: talked about that and that is very true they are they learn to uh, manipu- manipulate they also mm-hmm. train us um uh, Pepita started barking every morning after we put up puppy pads so that if she has to go in the middle of the night, she can go. But then now she started like, Oh, the sun is out, I'll go and pee and start barking. Because guess what? As soon as I start barking, one of those humans will come downstairs and get me outside. So yeah. So she has trained us also. So another trick that they were saying is, and again, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but ignore them. Like, ignore them barking. The and I'm like, yeah, but how long can you ignore them barking?
0: <laughs> True. True.
1: So then they were saying, then, again, reward the positive things. You become the source of goodness and greats. great things like treats and toys. So don't leave the toys outside. Don't leave the treats or the food everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have them actually realize that you are the source of, of everything fun. Yeah. Going out, playing with them, getting the toys out. What toys do you get out? And mm-hmm. things like that. That is just so adorable because then you start realizing like, oh, maybe Toga of War is only for special occasions. So if I do this, then maybe we'll play Tog of War. So they start learning also yeah. what is it that's expected of them? Because again, you're building a routine. They mm-hmm. know, like I make Pepita work when she eats, when she gets uh, anything like food. I make sure that The simplest thing is that she follows the command to sit down. Okay. So she knows that if I raise my hand, this is how how I chose to do the command of sitting down. So if she knows that I do this, then she sits down. Then I wait a moment and I give her uh, her food. Mm -hmm. So she is working for it. It's a reward for her.
0: Yeah. Which is is adorable. And then if you get really good at the uh, the training aspect of it, maybe you could pull this off. I've never seen a dog do this. I know Pepita would never do this. And if you've ever played this game as a human, you understand how much trust you have to have in the other person. So for a dog to do this, I was actually pretty shocked, amazed, and surprised. A trust fall by a dog going back. Oh. Where- that seems simple, but that goes against every instinct that dog has. It's not a cat that if the guy doesn't catch it, it can whip around and land on its feet. And you guys know how much anxiety you've probably had in the past of playing that trust fall game and hoping someone catches you, even though you're pretty sure they will. If you hit the ground, it's gonna hurt, but that dog is up there like twice its body height, essentially. Um, only Did that, but he's
1: trusting that he's going to be caught. So he's not yes. looking to turn around or anything. Uh-huh.
0: Yes. Have you ever seen a dog do that?
1: I was watching a video, but it wasn't this dramatic. It was just a, a video someone was sharing that their dog used to just turn around and throw his like himself on top of his humans when they were on the couch. Okay. And that's been the trust that I've seen. That's as far as I've gone. But this one, I mean, this guy is its a pro.
0: Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this next clip would fall into the category of what Maria was talking about, where your animal trains you, or does this next clip fall into just the the, you've got a big heart or your animal needs some help? So let's. I want to have everybody weigh in a little bit here because either this dog is, is, is adorable or he's a genius. I'm not sure which one it is, but he is not an escalator guy. And so apparently he has to be backpacked, piggybacked, held and comforted as he goes up the escalator. Which they should be. Don't like escalators. He doesn't look that anxious. He looks a little anxious to me, maybe. But I can't tell if that dog is a genius because he trained his human to do that or... The but he has...
1: stopped, like he stopped, like that wasn't maybe that's because that's what they've always done. So the dog knew like, uh-uh, you told me to stop. We don't do it on our own. So maybe. that was kind of cute how he, so it could have been taken both ways. Either the dog knows that that's not the training or he was truly scared, but he also seems very comfortable being picked up, which leads me to believe they've done it before. So it could be part of their training.
0: It could. So that was my thing too. So I'm looking. So we were talking about body language and dogs and read. Now, this isn't our dog. We clearly can't read that far into its body language, but take a look at his body language and tell me what you think. Let's see. So he puts the brakes on pretty. Like if that was their training, the guy would know that the dog's going to stop. That's my first. Yeah,
1: but they're also being recorded. So it could be for the cute
0: factor. True. But he just. Bert Fulbricht, no, because he looks up at the other guy. This actually looks slightly genuine to me.
1: Unless you've had a bad experience with with uh, stairs, and I wouldn't, any so, dog
0: owner will never, ever, ever allow their dog
1: to He looks to a little, little up.
0: there. He's kind of looking around, but then he kind of settles in. You see that other paw kind of come around, and he just seems relaxed to me. I didn't mean to cut you off Maria. I just was trying to analyze the body language and then we got into another story.
1: Not at all. I I honestly don't
0: I expecting. Like it. I
1: honestly didn't take it as a as um the dog has never done it because there has to be a point where the dog realizes those stairs are dangerous. So they probably had training and just to show the video how well trained the dog is, it's like, "Uh-uh, we're not supposed to do this." So he got picked up because he seemed very comfortable being picked up.
0: Oh, I just, I, I, that's why I said I'm chalking up the dog being a genius, not the guy having a huge heart. I think the dog just put on the brakes It was like, no, nah, no, nah, prince me. Put me on your back. Throw the crown on top of my head and uh, take His Royal Highness uh, Golden Retriever Doggy up the stairs properly, sir. Thank you. Yeah, um, but I don't
1: think it's legal or it shouldn't be allowed that a dog actually walks up. Just because you never know, especially long hair, the yeah. paws can get stuck. Anything and everything could happen.
0: I 1000% agree. I think that was the right move. It just seemed a little abrupt. Like the dog slammed on the brakes and the guy kind of went, oh yeah, I'll I'll pick him up. Like, and he may have been planning to pick him up once they got a little closer. Um, And again, we talked about this in the previous episode about crocodiles. They now have signs on the side of escalators that specifically say no crocs. We went, yes, we went from crocodiles to the shoe croc for a little bit. But if a croc could get stuck in the escalator and be dangerous, dog's paws and dog's fur, much, much easier to get tangled into the stairs. So uh, you're right. A dog probably should never be standing on escalator stairs to begin with. I uh, agree. So interesting. Okay. Um, and, and our last clip for definitely not the end of the show or anything, but the last clip I have before we get into uh, some of our other fun stuff is to show that the bond between humans and dogs started way, 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 way back when. Way, way, way? All these behaviors we talk about are still present even in the wolf-human bond. (laughs) While rolling around and playing in snow.
1: (laughs) Oh, adorable.
0: Uh Huh? So.
1: That is pretty adorable.
0: uh Uh-huh. So if wolves are still this attached and this bonded to humans and this connected, uh, we, we can tell how far back this bond goes between canines and humans and stealing. <laughs> <canines>. <laughs> He's like, my that's hat.
1: my hat. Oh, now we're
0: going to play tug of war. Okay. There's He's of... not
1: letting that go. He's like, this is my.
0: Uh-uh. If you just forget the wolf, the dog behavior is just so obvious and apparent there. Um, yeah.
1: But canines, I mean, canines are always, are such a family type of um, hierarchy because they are a hierarchy, wolves are. And that's why you see many animals, uh, many dogs actually still want to form a hierarchy. Like there is always going to be one who rules and kind of it goes, trickles down from there. But wolves are a hierarchy and the male and the female alphas keep everybody, it's not an authoritative. It's it's not authoritarian, it's authoritative in the sense that there is one who rules and tells you, but it's not like you must do this or you shall. No, it's more like we keep order because it's safety. We do it out of safety. We protect each other because it's safe. We keep the weak, not in the back so everybody can eat the, the slow old male or female. No, no. They keep them close also because they want to protect them. And when they attack, when they're hunting, they hand hunt in a pack. I mean, it's beautiful once you start breaking down their behavior and their like social status and stuff like that. It's very nice.
0: Well, I think that's the interesting thing, too. If you really look at canines in the wild and their development, they are a lot like humans. They form groups for security. Everybody has to be able to help out. Everybody has a role. You know, there's so it would make sense that those two got together and bonded just because the way they approach social circles and family circles are very similar. Um, so let's see what's some other fun stuff. I want to make sure we get all this good stuff in here before we, we head out. Let's see, train your dog every day. That's really important too. Again, it's it's with that half hour, but that half hour isn't always training. So being able to reinforce those, those activities, with your dog, even if it's a quick little run through of some of the, uh, the commands and stuff you have for them. And again, they're going to end up with a treat at the end. So they're not seeing it as followed. Sometimes we look at dogs as kids and if you were to ask a seven year old, okay, you know, Johnny, sit down, stand up, clean your room, do this, that it feels like an obligation. Um, dogs aren't viewing it that way. This is their moment to kind of bond with you and get some treats and have that connection and have those moments. So don't feel like you're in any way putting a dog out if you run them through some of the same routines just to reinforce that kind of stuff. They want to
1: actually be with you. They want to play with you. So building Mm -hmm. up on that training, another thing that is kind of cool is to train together. Like honestly, um, just working out together, doing things that challenge you both, Mm -hmm. it's also really good. Like we struggle together. We go through, I don't know, from a long run and I'm tired. And usually, you know, the dog also kind of gets excited. And then when we start again, they both get excited. So it's also nice to do things together, train together and enjoy challenging each other in a way that builds, again, more bonding, which is the whole point. Exactly.
0: And, and again, it, it comes down to knowing your dog because Pepita is not going to want to go like marathon running, trail running, uh, mountain bike following that kind of trend. That's not, that's like a Husky activity to do, depending on what breeds you have. Other breeds their together time is fine. Sitting on the couch and having their neck scratched. Like Pepita said, like Pepita always requests. So it's again, it's knowing your dog and what those activities are.
1: She's a couch potato, but it's also interesting how as a couch potato, she also is an extremely energetic dog. Mm-hmm. So just because a dog is bred to be one thing doesn't mean they always fit that pattern. And also that has to do with health. So if a dog is missing, something hurts, like it's missing nutrients or their hips hurt, they got injured when they were young. So if your dog for some reason doesn't want to go and do activities, it could be not because your dog is lazy or you got a lazy border collie. I don't think there is a lazy border collie unless the border collie has an issue, so he got injured when he was young, or he needs literally like a, a massage to loosen up the muscles, so it's mm-hmm. also important to see their development if you have a chance to notice yeah. their development, because Pepita, she hurt her paw. Now, she's a 12-year-old dog, she's gonna have some, make some pains, but I started giving her um, like arthritis, arthritis uh, medication, So it's uh, that cosoquine that has glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, Mm -hmm. and a couple of other things. And I've noticed that now she wants to keep walking. Nice. Like now she wants to. So it was just a matter of giving her a week or two to recuperate, maybe a little bit of poppy aspirin or whatever medication the doctor gave her, just for a little bit, Mm -hmm. until she had time to recuperate, and then we can take on the activities that she used to do and it's just so nice to see her again wanting to to participate
0: my dog was like that after we got her fixed we kind of we waited a little bit longer um and then we did finally once we did finally get her her fixed her energy level just it was like she was one year old again i I don't know what it was but she just she was i think she was probably close to five when we got her fixed and she was slowing down a little bit and we had had another dog and I, that dog kind of changed the dynamic in the household, and and that. But then, I once once she was fixed, all of a sudden, all that puppy energy was back. She wanted to run all over the place. She wanted to do all this kind of stuff. Um, I do have a question for you because I had a thought that popped through my head that I've never really thought about before. Um, we have those DNA tests for humans now. I assume and animals like that for dogs also. What are your thoughts on? So a lot of us get animals from shelters and rescues and stuff probably not purebred animals just you know Do you have any thoughts on having those DNA tests done? So then you can maybe use some of that information like oh, I didn't realize this dog is it's hard because every dog's is different and, and When you have a mix of breeds, you don't know what traits They're gonna inherit they may be part husky, but the chihuahua part might be their energy level You don't really know how that's going to go, but I never really thought about doing a DNA test to get an idea of the makeup of the dog, and that might inform you a little bit better as far as like what activities you could be doing or should try, or I think sometimes we see small dog and we just think unathletic, but they could be like half, Huskies, I mean, are big dogs. I'm trying to think of a very- Polaranians. Yeah, or a lot of Terriers have a lot of like energy and stuff and they're like medium-sized dogs that might not be, since Terriers, it's such a broad category, you may not notice that your dog has some Terrier in it. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that topic or know others, anybody that's done that?
1: Yes, I actually had a friend who, um, this is especially important with breeds that are deemed dangerous. So it's actually okay. interesting to do research on them because you will find out that they're not necessarily 100% what you think they are. Because okay. the way the genes express is just one part of it. Mm-hmm. There's also the the other genes that didn't express themselves, but they're right there. They're there still. So like your color of eyes and things like that. My mom has green eyes. My grandparents have blue eyes. Um, if I were to have children with someone with blue eyes, most likely I will have a blue eye. So you just don't know what will what genes are going to turn yeah. on and off. Mm-hmm. And that the example I have is my girlfriend had a gigantic pibble. Like he looked all pibble. I mentioned him in one episode a while ago that he how like a seal. Okay. And he was massive. Well, it happens that he was a lot of his genetics was Pomeranian.
0: Okay. <laughs> so like, he was
1: How is it possible?
0: How so, like, Pomeranian, half Pitbull, half Seal—is what you were saying? Is that was that the mix or <laughs> something really bizarre? So it's hard to tell because the way the
1: genes express themselves are so it's it's complicated. But I always think it's fun, especially if you're trying to uh, realize what kind of genetic predispositions animals may have. Okay. Um, If you're going to do uh, breeding programs, then it's nice to have because, for example. Siamese cats every once in a while they have to mix them with tiger cats okay because you know they have to keep the genetics they have to keep the swim the the swim pool the gene pool refreshed so every once in a while you have to insert you have to insert a, a different genetic so you're never you i shouldn't say never it's extremely improbable that you're going to see um uh, pure superbred cat like that's very improbable it's gotcha. more probable to find a dog oh, than I used to find a cat. But, again, genetics also. Nowadays with the mixtures that people are finding to be, like, the coolest things. And it's a Labrador mix with a uh, French poodle. And yeah. those are the rage now, those blends. Yeah. So the genetic pool could be one way or the other. You just don't know.
0: Yeah, but then they cheat, too. Because I feel like once a, a breed gets super popular, then they call it its own breed. And it's like, so... But... Okay, we've got two hundred breeds of dog this week. We got two hundred ten next week. Your dog was not purebred last week, but this week, totally a purebred. Yeah, I, I'm. That always to me is kind of. It like- is fascinating.
1: And then after a while, they can actually be registered as a purebred. Like they're actually different people who yeah. end up registering their breed as purebreds. Like yeah, this is that. brand new. This is the genetic we have, mm-hmm. and. Um,
0: Yeah, you'd end up with Labradoodles that were not, that were clearly a mix between a Labrador and... (laughs) And
1: But they became their own specific genetics. Yeah, I
0: always The problem
1: that 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 comes up with uh, another issue that may happen, and this is absolutely horrible, is when you start creating new breeds, you don't have the many females who are the purebred that you want. So they end up, like... She's the perfect candidate. She's the perfect uh, female. So they end up being overbred. Because we know her genetics is so perfect. And there's four boys, but only one girl. So they may overbreed her more than it should be. And that's one of the dangers of, of bred, of bred, of breeding of any kind. You just don't know if they have their own, like, trademark,
0: yeah, that's honestly, I, and I apologize, I don't mean to cut you off. That's just not a topic I really want to get into. I, I'm not nope, the, the I greeting thing. And so I, everybody's got their own opinions. I'm not saying it's always right to go to the pound or, or do or don't get uh, purebred animals. I don't. This community is a community of animal lovers. We'll leave it at that. And I don't want to kind of create any of, of that because I definitely have my opinions. And I know Maria probably has her opinions. And I don't even honestly know if they're the same opinion. But I'm going to just keep them to even ourselves from one another. Um, And the other thing I'm going to do, Mar, is we're in 52 minutes. I'm going to round out the show anyway. So that was a a nice transition out. Guys, if you enjoyed the show, please uh, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. It helps us a ton. Uh, A, for subscribers, but B, for the algorithm. uh, So they kind of know people are watching and interested. If you're catching this on a podcast... Um, I know Spotify has video podcasts, so you guys can watch us over there also if you're missing out on some of the clips Um, and any audio podcast, whether it be Google, Apple, wherever you're catching your podcasts at, please uh, follow us, give us a like, and as always, please write reviews. We really appreciate hearing from you guys, and we do take that information. People were asking us for some animal fact videos so they could learn some information about the animals. We have a lot of fun with clips and everything, but people wanted... Like just a boatload of fun facts. So we kind of started doing some facts, stories, quiz, animal stuff where you can learn a ton. So if that's more your thing, you can check out any of those animal fact videos. Um, Again, guys, we had a blast and we hope to see you next time. If you're part of the uh, Patreon subscribers, jump on over there. We're going to do the uh, after show. And for everybody else, we'll see you later.